0: Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate that crazy thing called life. My name is Emily Chaborn and I am a mindset coach and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, That Crazy Thing Called Life. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this epic community of over 3,000 people and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. So this question came in through Instagram, Emily underscore that crazy thing called life. And it was through the little question box that I dropped last night. So it's only brief, there's no detail. Dear M, how do I deal with rejection? So rejection is one of those things that has become quite a sort of recent phenomenon. I don't think we have had to deal with rejection like we are dealing with it now any other time in history. Rejection used to be a safety mechanism for ensuring that we were accepted by our tribe, which never really exceeded about 150. Rejection in that context was, am I pulling my weight in the tribe? And if I'm not pulling my weight, if I'm not doing my job, I put the tribe at risk. If I'm the weak link in the tribe when the famine comes, when the drought comes, when the danger comes, and in order for the tribe to survive, the weakest are gonna have to fall off, that might be me. So my fear around rejection is now sparked because it feels like, shit, if the tribe are rejecting me, I'll die. I can't survive without the tribe. And so that is where this fear of rejection originated and it's why it is so intrinsically built into every single one of us. Now, our DNA has not changed. The way that we interpret fear as danger, the way that we interpret rejection as potential death has not changed in all of that time, but our society has changed so dramatically. And now we sit in an environment where I can pick up my phone and immediately feel rejected. I can get on a dating app and swipe for someone and he doesn't swipe me back and I interpret that as a rejection. Now, when I am in the mindset and the energetic frequency of rejection, my body, which is no different to how it was when we were living in tribes, is going, well, you might die. <laughs> I'm not going to die because Mark 35 from St. Kilda didn't swipe for me. But my body feels like it's going to die. We have never been around so much potential for rejection. We have never been asked to be who we are not so much as we are now. So not only are we dealing with rejection from Mark 35 from St. Kilda, but we're also dealing with rejection in our own fucking brains. I don't look like that, therefore I am less than. I don't have that much money, therefore I am not as worthy as. And so we're not only feeling the rejection from these external situations, but we're also rejecting ourselves because we are trying to be somebody that we're not most of the time. Shit, I need to look like Kylie Kardashian, Kylie Jenner. I don't know which one. I don't really understand that world, but you know, or fuck, I don't look like that stick insect that only eats salad once a week and goes to the gym 17 times a day. Like we begin now to reject ourselves. So not only are we dealing with external rejection, perceived rejection, I should say, but we're also creating a disconnect with ourselves because we are telling ourselves, fuck, I need to be like that. I need to be like that person. I need to have that much money or I am not worthy. So now we're also in this state of self-rejection. Fuck man, it's tough being a human being in this digital age because not only are we rejecting ourselves in our physical communities, but we are seeing rejection of ourselves in our online digital community. You know, it used to be that you compared yourself with your neighbor, then television came in. We began to be able to compare ourselves with a few more people, then the internet came and now we can compare ourselves with 7.7 billion people on the planet. So rejection is a thing, it's a massive thing. I think it stops people connecting truly with themselves. I think it stops people taking chances and taking risks and going for their dreams because the fear of failure is ultimately the biggest rejection. That client said, no, my family are laughing at me. I didn't make that money. I tried and I didn't get it right. It's the ultimate rejection and it's why people play small games. It's why people live in small lives. It's why people accept mediocre for themselves. It's why people stay in shitty relationships. It's why people stay in jobs that they hate. The fear of, Failure is ultimately the fear of rejection. There are three universal fears. Am I enough, do I belong, and am I loved? And they all come back to this fear of rejection. If I'm not enough, rejection. If I'm not loved, rejection. If I don't belong, rejection. So it's a thing. And it's not a thing that you are dealing with alone. It is a thing that I think every fucking being, maybe outside of some Zen Buddhist monks is dealing with how do we deal with it? I think understanding its origin is the first thing to really understand that, you know, rejection is a survival mechanism that was really useful in tribal days, but is really outdated, but really not going anywhere in today's life. So understanding that that intense feeling that you get When someone ghosts you or when you don't get the job or when a client says no, or when your kid tells you that they hate you, these are all interpretations of rejection. And then the feeling of that is death. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I got ghosted. The worst thing ever, my kid told me he didn't love me because I wouldn't let him have the chocolate bar. Shall I let him have the chocolate bar? Let my kid have the chocolate bar. And the next thing you know, you've got an asshole for a kid. So understanding that the rejection that you feel and the intensity of emotion that comes with that rejection, they're not comparable So the intensity of the emotion that you feel, i.e. fuck, I feel like I'm gonna die because that guy ghosted me, is a disproportionate emotional reaction to what is actually happening. You didn't get the job. Oh my God, I feel like I'm gonna die. I feel like I've been rejected. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I'm not good enough. Like that is like a very dramatic response to just not getting a job. There are many other jobs that you can get. There are many other men that you can date. There are many other women that you can fall in love with. There are many other experiences that you can have. And so understanding that you kind of need to learn how to develop this emotional resilience against the not so important rejections. Kind of have to logic yourself a little bit and ask yourself, is my reaction to this And I'm not gonna shame myself for having this reaction. I'm not gonna tell myself I'm a bad person for having this reaction. I'm not gonna be embarrassed by my reaction. It's okay that it feels like shit, but do I want to continue with the narrative and continue with the thought that, that person ghosted me and therefore, you know, I'm a terrible human being, or do I need to bring a bit of logic into this and be like, okay, I'm having this experience because my DNA is set to be absolutely petrified of rejection. But really, when I break this down, when I look at this, I exchange five text messages with this guy on Tinder. We met for one coffee once, and now I am making up that he knows everything about me. He knows me inside out, back to front. He knows everything all of my stuff and he has rejected me. And actually that's not true. He's had five text message exchanges with me. We went on one coffee date and I don't know what's going on in his life, but I have just decided that he has rejected me. It might be that he's overwhelmed right now with life or his ex came back on the scene or he's just found out he's got gonorrhea there could be a million reasons why he has decided not to call me it may very well be one of those reasons may very well be I just don't think she's right for me but I'm going to interpret that as rejection that's a really fucking harsh story that I'm going to tell myself about this experience and I believe the story I tell myself so change the story that you tell yourself are you being rejected? Or is it that there was someone who was better for that job than you? And if there is someone out there who is better, has a greater skill set, who is a better cultural fit for that job than you, then that's not because you are not good enough. That's just the way that it is. Don't take it personally. If, like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews, and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Fry Yay emails. They're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! Learning how not to put yourself at the centre of everybody else's universe. You are the centre of your universe, naturally, it can't be any other way. But understand that you are not at the centre of anybody else's universe. You're only at the center of yours. And so when we put ourselves at the center of other people's universe, it's very easy to feel rejected. It's very easy to assume that that person knows more about us than they really know, when they don't. The guy that ghosted you doesn't know you. He hasn't spent time with you. He hasn't generated a true connection with you. So the rejection that you are feeling is completely superficial, it's not real. You didn't get that job, maybe it's feedback for you that you need to go and you need to fucking level up your skill set. Maybe that job wasn't right for you. Maybe the universe has just got a better plan for you. Maybe in another five jobs time, you're gonna walk into an interview and you're gonna be like, oh my God, all those other jobs that I didn't get, thank God I didn't get them because this is the job, this is the one, and then you get that job. But while you are allowing your energy to flow towards rejection, and to intensify that flow of energy by reinforcing a story that is not true, you're probably never gonna get to that fifth interview. You're probably never gonna get back on the dating sites because you're gonna be crippled by your own experience with rejection. And that is in your power to change. So depersonify rejection a little bit and take yourself out of being the center of other people's universe and recognize you're only in the center of your own. Other people aren't thinking about you the way that you're thinking about you. Other people aren't analyzing you the way that you're analyzing you. Other people aren't holding you in the forefront of their mind the way that you're holding you in the forefront of your mind. They're not being like, oh, let's reject that human being. They're going, which candidate is best for the job? That one. Okay, great. The guy isn't being like, how can I reject this woman? He's just like, oh, okay. Actually that person's better suited to me or I've got other stuff going on right now or I'm a bit of a dick, whatever. You know, the, the, the rejection, most of the time the rejection that we feel is in our heads and it's, it doesn't have to be the big deal that we make it be. On top of that, it feels like a big deal because of the way that our body reacts to rejection which is a survival mechanism. It's literally putting you into a fight flight or freeze response. So reduce that energetic flow by just reframing what rejection is. It's like, am I being rejected here by a person that doesn't know me, a person who's never seen me in the workplace, a person who's never slept with me, who's never gone out on a date with me, who's never, doesn't really know anything about me. That's pretty harsh to say I'm being rejected right now. So don't put that story on yourself then there are times when we really are rejected and it really feels gross. And in those times, again, I think probably the same thing applies, which is you kind of have to understand that A lot of the time, rejection is I want this connection to go ahead and the other person doesn't. Whether that connection is romantic, whether it's plutonic, whether it comes from a business sense, maybe it's even a family connection, you know, maybe it's, well, you know, my wife's family hate me and they reject me and they won't accept me. Again, in those circumstances, what we need to understand is it's less about us than it is about them. And here's the caveat to that. If you can look in the mirror and say to yourself, I like the person that I am, I enjoy my own company I live on a day-to-day basis with integrity. I live by my own standards and I reach those standards. I have good, solid values and good rules around obtaining those values on a day-to-day basis. I have healthy boundaries, which allow me to be in a consistent and constant state of love and compassion with the people around me. And if I can see that in myself, if I am that version of me, other people's opinions of you are inconsequential to you. If they reject you, it's about them and not you. If they don't approve of you, it's about them and not you. It stings when they don't approve of you, but you don't have enough internal self-worth and self-confidence and self-love. And so you are overly attached to somebody else's opinion of you to validate yourself. And then when someone rejects you, it really hurts because you don't have enough internal strength to go, or that's your shit, not mine. Rejection is less of a problem. It doesn't mean it doesn't still sting. It doesn't mean it doesn't still wind us sometimes. And it doesn't mean that sometimes we're like, wow, I'm gonna have to sit and really think about that. What does that say about me? Is there some stuff I need to clear up? I need to sit in self-awareness around this for a bit. But, you know, if you can do that and then you still come to the conclusion of like, no, I acted in my integrity. I spoke with love and compassion. I asserted my boundaries and I, stand by those boundaries and I live to my standards and my values then and only then can you turn around and be like okay so your rejection of me isn't about me it is about me if I don't trust myself I have sloppy boundaries I don't live to my own values and standards I'm you know saying one thing and doing another and I'm not living in my integrity then when you reject me yeah it's about me if you really like who you are you can't reject yourself So when other people reject you, it becomes about them. If you don't really like who you are, you are always in the rejection of yourself. So when somebody else rejects you, it's really easy to feel that, if that makes sense. Okay, so I'm just gonna jump into the questions. I've just seen something really brilliant come up. I have an ingrained rejection going all the way back to my childhood from my parents and my siblings, so I still feel it all around me, including self-rejection. It's so fucking hard. Yes, it is hard, I get it. The way to understand it is this rejection itself doesn't hurt you it doesn't feel good but it's not actually going to kill you in today's society sure in tribal days maybe it would have done but in today's society rejection isn't going to kill you what tends to happen is because rejection is a feeling that we don't want to have It's not a pleasant feeling. When we have it, sometimes at a very young age, right? We feel rejected by our parents. We feel rejected by our siblings. We feel rejected by the bully in the playground. We feel rejected by the teacher that told us we were stupid. We then begin to go, whoa, I don't wanna feel like that again. So I'm gonna start building up a wall of defense between me and the outside world so that I don't have to feel that rejection again. Now that might be the defense and the protection mechanism of not speaking up so that I don't get told I'm stupid by my teacher. So I withdraw into myself. It might be the protection mechanism of being the bully and getting to that person before they can get to you. So I become quite aggressive and and I push people away right, whatever it might be, we begin to build up these strategies of defense so that we never have to feel rejection again because it felt fucking gross. But what we're doing is while we're building that wall, we are also shutting out the opposite of rejection, which is connection, which is the thing that we desperately crave. So when we feel rejection, we don't feel connection. We don't like that. So we put the wall up. But when we put the wall up, We stop ourselves and block ourselves from feeling connection. We then go through life deploying this same strategy over and over and over again because of something that our mum said when we were four, something that the bully said when we were 12, something that the teacher said in maths class. And so we continue to carry around this fucking shield of protection, thinking that we are saving ourselves from rejection when really what we're doing is denying ourselves connection. That's why it fucking hurts, hun. Rejection doesn't hurt. It's the unwillingness, probably because it's not been in your conscious awareness, to put down the protection that is blocking you from connection. Will rejection come through? Sometimes, yes. But like I said, if you are in a space where you love yourself and care for yourself and nourish yourself and nurture yourself and genuinely like yourself, that rejection stings so much less and you will have the connection that it is that you desire. I trust that has helped. Beautiful explanation, thank you, you're welcome. That makes heaps of sense, thank you. You are welcome. Oh my God, Em, that was absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much. That's changed my life. You are so welcome. I'm so pleased. That's it for today's episode. I trust you loved it. And remember, you can join me as I record these episodes live on Thursday mornings. All of the details are in the show notes. If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it with a mate or on your socials. Please tag me, Emily underscore that crazy thing called life. You can also share it through Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth, does it? So you let Barbara down the road know that she should have a little listen to this episode. If you're interested in joining the Unashamedly Human Hub, my global coaching community, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.